Hey demons, it's your girls. A weekly humor podcast where two childhood best friends discuss some spooky shit. Hey demons, it's your girls. <laughs> it's Alicia. I'm sorry, I wasn't right. Welcome back, it's Shay. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Keep that in there. <laughs> All right, today we're talking about Christmas traditions and the Christmas cryptids of your nightmares. If you dream of such things, <laughs> Christmas holiday creatures. I have to say that mine are not creepy. They're, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested weird. in hearing about yours. Yeah, and actually this is the first week I have nothing to tell you in terms of like weird shit happening to me personally. Yeah, there's no uh, spooky ghost things. No. And trust me, I've been trying <laughs> to uh, to pay attention and trying to uh, obtain the spookiness, but I just don't have any this week. So I guess we're we're getting. Are you getting into the Christmas spirit, Alicia? Um, I suppose so. I'm not really one to decorate, but today I kind of want to go to the Dollar Tree <laughs> and buy some <laughs> decorations. Oh man, I'm Just so extra. Just to have a little bit of decoration. Yeah. I don't put up a tree because, for one, I okay, I'm one of those people who I just don't want to put the effort in. I'm sorry. <laughs> My mom is always asking me, "When are you going to put your tree up?" And I'm like, never. "Probably never," <laughs> because I got to put it up, then I got to take it down, and I could put up garlands of stuff yeah. and just hang shit off of it and be like, "There we go." I think I'll probably do that if anything. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm ready for Christmas. I am so into the decorations. I fucking love Christmas decorations. There's <laughs> going to be a night. I'm like, Ben, we need to go outside and walk around the neighborhood and look at all the Christmas lights. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I love having the tree up. I turn it on at every possible second that I can. And I wanted to make sure I wrapped everything super fast because I love the look of the tree with all the presents under it and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yay! It just feels yeah, It does like... give you warm fuzzies. Yes. And I always buy, I have to buy candles that smell like pine since we have an artificial tree. Yeah. I just, I fucking love Christmas. <laughs> I I hear you. I, I do enjoy going to people's houses when they've decorated and it's all nice and cozy in there. Do you all have any weird Christmas traditions? Um, I can't think of any weird ones. Um, I can't think of like Christmas stories. Brief, <laughs> brief <laughs> Christmas stories. <laughs> were weird things um, happen at Christmas? Yeah, but I mean, they were all due to the magic of the people who took care of me. <laughs> yeah. Um. My favorite one to tell is when I was really little, my mom, she decorated our tree in white lights. And when I was little, I didn't like the white lights. I liked the colored ones. And <laughs> I told my mom I was very sad that our tree did not have colored lights. And so I went to bed on Christmas Eve and then woke up the next day to find that our tree, our tree's lights had been completely replaced with colored ones. And Aww. I was so excited. I was like, oh, Santa did this. <laughs> and mom was like, he sure did. <laughs> Aww. That's not weird. That's heartwarming. I know. <laughs> Isn't that a heartwarming story? I, I, Those little things like that are really sweet. So, yeah, that's my Christmas story. Uh, I guess I have a weird one, actually, now that I think about it. So you probably know this, but <laughs> my dad is really into having Santas. Oh. 20 billion beady little Santa eyes staring at <laughs> you during the Christmas yes. season. Yeah, I think I counted one time in a picture and there was like 30, <laughs> 30 <laughs> just in the Santa. picture. And they're all over the house and they're like all like different sizes and stuff. Yeah. So one year when we moved to the new house, I remember I was home and this is, when I, I, guess, I, was, I guess I was a teenager. I was home. Yeah. I was home and my mother had hired some cleaning ladies to come around the holidays so that things would be clean for Christmas. And I was the only one home and the cleaning people were there. And one of them came to me and she was like, Hey, uh, what's up with this Santa? And I was like, what are you talking about? So she asked me to come with her and I went to look at the Santa that was sitting 
upstairs on a bench and someone had put a knife in the Santa's hand. Oh gosh. I have no idea if it was them. I don't know why they would do that. Like <laughs> a, like a like a kitchen knife or Yes. What? Yeah. Do you think it was your dad being funny? I I don't know. I mean, he loves those Santas, so I kind of don't believe he would sabotage them. (laughs) And I don't remember if I told my parents about it or not. I kind of just blew it off because I was like, I can't. I can't even. Because this thing was sitting on the bench outside of my bedroom, so. Was it a butter knife or was it like a knife knife? I think it was actually a butter knife. So I guess it wasn't that scary, but. You think it was her sister? No, she moved out at that point. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, was it me? <laughs> was it- <laughs> Did I put a butter knife? I can't remember. But it sounds something funny, like I might do, but, yeah, but I, I don't I feel, feel like I would have. Yeah. And without I mean- without telling you, I would be like, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> so did you find that butter knife in Santa's hand and Santa coming yeah, to you? I feel like I would have like notified you about yeah. me doing something goofy like that. I feel like you would have said, hey. Have you been too naughty this year? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you would have known if it was me. I had I had blocked that from my memory until just now. That's pretty funny. It it was it was funny, also annoying and creepy. Yeah. I also felt like embarrassed. I was like, well, these random people are in our house and there's a Santa sitting there with a knife in his hand. What does right. that say about us as a family? <laughs> I mean, me personally, I would think that would be like saying that you guys had a sense of humor, but that's just me. I I mean, because it's kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) Some random Santa with a knife. Yeah, that's not as heartwarming as your Santa changed the lights on the tree story. No, but it's still funny and interesting. I wonder who the culprit was. Yeah, no one one ever fessed up to it. Huh. It might have been the cleaning people. I just don't don't understand why they're <laughs> right. It might have been someone because we weren't like people. It's not like we were friendly. Like we, I was friendly to them when they were there, but I, you know, it's, it just seems like something weird to do to like strangers. <laughs> right. I don't know. It never yeah, happened. Again. I wouldn't assume that as a cleaning person, you would want to uh, fuck around or try to offend your employers. Yeah. Especially if you want to potentially come back. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was their last day and one of them was like, oh, well, I don't care. Fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. I'm going to scare this teenage girl. (laughs) I have never trusted that Santa ever again. (laughs) Santa, I don't trust you anymore. But I don't live there anymore, so it's not my problem. Yeah, there you go. Well, I guess that's the only thing I can think of. Well, I think those were fun stories. (laughs) (laughs) They were... uh, you know, they were kind of heartwarming and creepy at the same time. Heartwarming and also concerning. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, um, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, how about I tell one and then you tell one and then I tell yeah, one? Yeah, that's a good idea. Like four because they're not very long. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want me, do you mean to go first? You go first because I'm interested. Well, you know the one I'm interested in. you know (laughs) okay one of the ones i picked was uh the uh catalan tradition of and i'm going to butcher this because the two languages i took in school were german and japanese so we're gonna be butchering a lot of words today (laughs) Uh, we apologize just right now (laughs) yes (laughs) but i picked the catalan tradition of tio de nadal which is basically the Christmas log. Yes. But for those who uh, don't know, the Tio de, Na- the, uh, Tio de Nadal is basically just a log that yeah. um, is found in many Catalan homes during the holiday season. Uh, it's usually a hollow log about 30 centimeters long. So, I mean, it's not that big nowadays. Right. It's a little um, log, isn't it? Yeah. Just, like, something that you'd hang yeah. out by the door. <laughs> yes. And nowadays, like, they're mass-produced, so they can sometimes have, like, two or four legs on them, and they paint a smiling face and usually, like, a little red hat, and then they put, a, like, a red nose on it, and usually there is a blanket over it, 
And it starts December 8th with the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And that's when you basically tell your children, here's Teo de Nadal, uh-huh. and we need to feed him so that he will uh, bring you gifts <laughs> okay. on Christmas. So you usually they they tell the children like you have to be good and you have to take care of this log and you're going to put a blanket over it and you're going to feed it tiny little bits of food and keep it warm and then it will poop you presents on Christmas day. So, <laughs> so basically they've given their children a Tamagotchi but I was going to say this sounds kind of like a um like a pet rock but instead of a rock it's a log. Yes. That you're shoving things into (laughs) yes um i guess the blanket is to hide the gifts that usually i mean they don't usually give big gifts it's it's usually a communal gift so like it'll be like treats like uh this uh taran which is like a nougat which sounds really Mm -hmm. good actually it's it's i think um made of like egg whites and condensed milk uh honey sugar egg whites and usually like nuts or something like that you should used to be pretty expensive so this is a pretty old tradition, and they think that the reason that the nougat is kind of a traditional thing that it leaves is because it was a big deal in the past yeah. for mm-hmm. someone to be given this nougat. A little treat. Yeah. yeah. But, How old is the tradition? Do we know? Or is it uh, just kind of thought to... It's, it's pretty it's pretty old, okay. <laughs> from my understanding. Uh, some some even use the word ancient in uh, connection to it. I know there was like a early 1900 picture of children beating the log, which is something like a pinata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I guess you, to get the treats at the end, children are encouraged to basically beat the log uh, while singing a song. And oh, I can't sing it in Spanish because that would be terrible. But <laughs> there are apparently very like variations to the song, but one of them is <laughs> basically they sing shit log, shit nuggets, hazelnuts, and mato cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a sh- stick. Shit log. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something from Ren and Stimpy. It, it you know, really. You remember yeah, like the log song, but instead of just log, 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 it would be like. Shit log, shit log, yes. give us your poop, shit, <laughs> or else. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I always find it interesting that, okay, in America, <laughs> in the U.S., there's not a whole lot of, um, there's not, you know what, we have no holidays, absolutely no holidays or any traditions that involve, I, I guess I could say basic uh, basic things like shitting, <laughs> <laughs> basic human things like shitting, or there's no there's no mention of shitting. Um, there's no mention of. Uh, it kind of makes me think of in Japan when they talk about the tanuki and they yeah. have little children songs about the tanuki balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. There's no mention of that in america but around the world other places are perfectly fine and comfortable with being you know accepting of our bodily functions and our 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 bodily features do you think it dates back to like our puritan past i do (laughs) (laughs) i firmly do i firmly believe that it dates back to our puritan past where we're 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 like okay we're not gonna acknowledge (laughs) that we should (laughs) Or that we have balls or boobs or anything. We're, we're just going to have a, a blank. We're a blank slate and we don't poop. Is what I think the Puritans thought. We, <laughs> or wanted we, to think. We know we're sinful. We don't want to make it overly obvious. We don't want to flaunt it. Yeah, yes. we don't want to flaunt our... Um, are shameful things. <laughs> our, our shameful biological necessities. Yes. Well, and also this this tradition probably is from a pagan tradition that celebrates the winter solstice. Um, like in rural villages, I guess they would choose a large tree. So before before the Teoden at all was like a little thing that was mass produced. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They would choose like a large tree and they would burn it 
in the winter mm. to honor the Teo de Nadal. And um, so instead of like, instead of like the Teo de Nadal giving small gifts necessarily, mm-hmm. um, it would give warmth and, you know, sustenance for the winter. Right. So that that's, a you know, a fairly pagan way of looking at it. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's a very... That sounds like a very pagan-esque thing. I guess I wonder how it mutated into a tiny log shitting out gifts. I don't know. I guess <laughs> someone who lived there asked uh, their friends and neighbors, like, why does it poop the nougats and stuff? And their answer was, no one knows. It's just a thing we do. <laughs> so do you think at some point in the past, it almost sounds like a joke. Like, it almost sounds like some person... What said, hey, you know what? Let's let's make this log shit out things and let's say that it's gifts. <laughs> and then everyone else is like, yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they got everyone else to do it. Well, also it's- hitting it with the stick. I don't know. It, it sounds like something children would be very into. First of all, you're singing a song about poop. And second of yeah. all, you're hitting something with a stick. That's fun. Yeah, hitting something with a stick is fun. <laughs> And singing about poop, that that's fun. That is fun. <laughs> Anyone can agree that singing about poop can be fun. <laughs> it just sounds like a good time. Yeah. I, but I don't know, like, um, Catalonia and that part of Spain, and actually just, gen- like, generally parts of Europe, mm-hmm. seem very obsessed with pooping. <laughs> and right. things that depict pooping, like the Cagagne that... Um, is a figurine that is usually put in a t- nativity scene. Yeah. Series that is like set away from the main scene. It's just a guy that's usually crapping. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a figure that is put into a nativity scene, but he's crapping in the background. Yeah. And I just wonder why. <laughs> oh, I, I remember watching a video of it. It was just describing the tradition of it and how um, you can find these figurines with as different people. You could find them as celebrities and put them in your nativity scene and they can be crapping in your nativity scene. I just don't understand how it came about. I get, Well, I mean, it started... I mean, that figurine started popping up uh, like the late 17th or early 18th century. So like during the Baroque period. I don't know. I kind of think it's meant to be... I mean, there's different theories. Do you think it's meant to just be something funny? Like, this really I, serious scene. Yeah. This I glorious moment, but in the background, there's just some dude taking a shit. I think it's to be irreverent. You know, like, it's, yeah. it, it's I don't know, pe- people, some people really take it seriously. Like, oh, it's it's about fertilizing the earth in a prosperous new year. Where it's I'm really not one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm more on the side of uh, that it's kind of a joke. Like it's meant to be funny. Yeah. As a way to have a sense of humor within this uh, within this moment of reflection. Yes. I, I think it's meant to like kind of respond to social expectations, you know? Yeah. Which I think some people, there's like quotes about it on Wikipedia where they have p- different people's opinions on it, and some of them are very like cerebral. <laughs> <laughs> are, are there any are there any quotes you want to share? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is from Joan Burrell, and uh, says the Gagne is a hidden figure, and yet is always sought out like the lost link between a trans and trans uh, transcendence. And contingency. Without the Kagane, there would be no nativity scene, but rather a liturgy, and there would be no real country, but just the false landscape of a model. That's that's pretty intense about someone just crapping in the distance. It, that is. <laughs> that's a very uh, intense interpretation of it. Yeah, I like what Jordi Solar had to say. But she said, The Kaganya is, like so many other things that have undergone the filtering of great many generations, a cult object. With the playful aesthetic and superficial devotion that we feel towards all the silly things that fascinate us deep down. I think that sounds yeah. what I would think it would be, you know? Yeah. It's just a silly little thing that was added. Right. But... Uh, yeah, just 
to make things lighthearted. I I feel like I agree with that. I I would too. I don't know what Some, the deal is with pooping in different like parts of Europe, but sometimes when I think people when people apply or try to apply a really deep meaning to something, I'm I feel like I have this urge to say I think you're looking way too hard into it because I sometimes I feel like it is it's just there just to uh, kind of cheer up the mood or just to uh, make you laugh. Yeah. And that's and that's a fine that's fine how it is. It reminds me of like my sophomore English class where we had to deeply dissect what the turtle meant crossing the road <laughs> and of mice and men. And I'm like, maybe it's just a fucking turtle. Yes. I when I look back on my college days and when we had to dissect things, uh <laughs> uh I'm I think okay, I was I've I've been trained to dissect things, but now when I look back, I want to say it's it, it's maybe it's just what it is. Maybe there is no meaning. And if not, that's fine. Yeah. Like maybe just having no meaning and just being there is is fine. It doesn't have to be symbolic. Well, I think in a lot of ways, the meaning is what you make of it. <laughs> like with the poop log. I mean, at one point, <laughs> it probably was just some kind of way to honor, you know, the resources that kept you alive through the winter. Well, now it's just kind of a fun thing where children beat it with a stick and get right. hazelnuts and nougats out of its butt. So. <laughs> Well, and we can even apply that to nowadays with some of our decorations for Christmas, like the Christmas tree. I mean, even though I'm not Christian, I would still put up a Christmas tree if I wasn't too lazy. <laughs> but I mean, I it used to have some sort of significance. And even the tree itself, do, does the tree really represent anything Christian-based or is it more pagan? Uh, Well, I mean... <laughs> We're, we're getting deep now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the the modern... I mean, it's Christ- a tree. <laughs> yeah. I mean... And when I look at tree, I think very much I'm out in the wilderness, and this is a pagan realm. <laughs> That's just how I feel. I mean, but I don't know the significance. Like, the modern Christmas tree has significance for Christians, but, I mean, also, the Romans decorated their homes with evergreen and whatnot for Saturnalia. So, and so did the Vikings and and Saxons, they use trees and worship them during like midwinter um, and whatnot. So I think it's kind of a mixture of like most modern holidays. It's a mixture of the pagan and more organized religion. So, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like with the mistletoe and everything. There there's pagan beliefs around the mistletoe and what it represents and whatnot. And then you have the fact that we just stick it up on the door and theoretically you trap people into kissing you under it. So, <laughs> hey, hey, you're under the door. You're under the mistletoe. Uh-huh. You got to make out with me. <laughs> I don't know. The but the Tiodin doll, it just reminds me of like elf on a shelf it does when i okay when i look at the modern representation of it you can just google it i guess i don't know how you would google how would you even spell that oh just look up poop log everyone <laughs> look up christmas poop log and you'll see yeah i would about. say that, that that would be safe i mean it's t-i-o with the accent d-e-n-a-d-a-l so t-o didn't at all i mean it looks like a googly-eyed, goofy-ass <laughs> log. It's a log with a face. Yeah. And it it looks hilarious. <laughs> I would frankly prefer the poop log over Elf on a Shelf. I do too. Um, Elf on the Shelf, the year that thing came out, I was working at Target, and it was so annoying to get all these calls about, do you have Elf on the Shelf? And I'm like, no, how about you go online and try to order it there? Just, <laughs> like, I could care so much less about Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> it's an elf. It's an elf doll. You can you can make your own elf doll. You can make your own doll and just set it on the shelf and pretend it's elf on the shelf. You could get action figures and be... You could say Batman on, a shelf. Batman on the microwave. I don't know. But the thing is that it's supposed to tattle on you to Santa. Like, you're supposed to be in your best behavior. I don't like that. Like, I'm fine with the people who have fun with it and set it up doing funny things. 
But yeah. I don't like the story behind it where it's basically like it's creepy. If I was a kid when Off on the Shelf had come out, I would have been absolutely terrified. Also, Elf on the Shelf has a kind of a freaky face to me. If you're a kid. I, it looks I mean, like it has it... too many secrets and it's tiny felt body. Yeah. <laughs> um, Elf on the Shelf is a, is a no-go for me someday when I have children. Yeah, I don't like the concept of scaring my the crap out of my kids. But I also like the idea of Doll in the Hall for Halloween. Doll in the Hall? Have you seen that making its rounds? No, I have not. Uh, I think it's it's supposed to just be funny, but they're like, they're like, yeah, I, I don't do Elf in the Shelf, but I would do Doll in the Hall, where you just pick, like, the creepiest doll y- you can find, and then you just set it up and move it. I, I like that. But that sounds even scarier. <laughs> I know. That, that sounds I do equally like that. as terrifying. That sounds even more terrifying, but also, it kind of highlights to me the problems with Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> yes, it does. But, doll in the Hall. Yes. Like some horror movie shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what it's meant to be. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I... Uh, yes, yeah, so that's, the, that's the poop log. Well, I do enjoy the poop log. Mm-hmm. I think we need to bring that to America. I'd, yeah. <laughs> I'd be I'd for be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although you could also just say, keep your Tamagotchi alive till Christmas, and I'll give you a Toblerone. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mom, thanks. <laughs> Gee whiz. I think kids are very hard to please these days, so I don't. I actually don't know if it would work here in the U.S. Yeah, I I don't know if they would understand the um, you know, basic joy of beating a log. I think, with a stick I think and... it would work with children, maybe ages, <laughs> well, ages three to eight. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that lucky. my niece and nephew would enjoy it. They're three yeah. and four, so. I mean, any excuse to beat something with a stick is good with them. Right. And as long as they're not beating each other with it, I mean, that's the most you can hope for. <laughs> I think it'd be good for some kids. Yes. All right. Well, I guess I'll talk about mine. Yay. This is, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I know you're familiar with it. This is the Yule Cat, or, oh, heaven forbid I pronounce this right. <laughs> <sighs> this is like looking at a Ikea sign. <laughs> And you're in the store walking around and you see a shelf and you say, oh, that I want that one. What's it called? And you look at the name and you're like, OK, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> this is going to be Yolakoturin. Yolakoturin. Just look up Yolcat, everyone. <laughs> and you'll, you'll find it. But anyway. The Yule Cat is said to be a giant creature from Icelandic folklore, and it's thought that this story originated sometime in the 19th century, but the cat is described to be just a very large cat that lurks around the countryside during Christmas time. And if you want to go back into a little bit of folklorish lore for it, <laughs> it's said to be the house cat of a Icelandic giant named Gorilla and mm. her sons. I, she had, I guess, she has maybe about thirteen sons called the Yule Lads. Dang. And they're similar. There's, I, I don't know. I guess they're similar to elves or something. Apparently, they help Santa maybe because mm. they're said to be pranksters and they will leave gifts for. They'll leave nice gifts for good children, but for bad children, they'll leave rotting potatoes, which I think is a way bigger incentive than leaving coal for them. Yeah, because when I was potatoes little, are terrible. <laughs> when I was little, I thought to myself, if I get coal for Christmas, I could give it to my mom and we could have a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so I was not too sad about the idea of getting coal. But if someone told me I was going to get rotting potatoes, well, we can't do anything with that. So Yeah, and they, <laughs> they smell like absolute death. <laughs> Yes, they do. But the Yule Cat is said to have, it supposedly would eat people who did not receive clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. So this isn't a Christmas gift that you get on Christmas. Supposedly this is something that you get prior to Christmas. punish you if you're too poor to buy new pants? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, when I I read the... When I look back on the story of it, supposedly the story came from uh, 
farmers trying to incentivize incentivize there i don't know how to say it trying <laughs> to get their farm hands to finish up their work uh, um like trying to get them to hurry up and finish processing the wool that they made before christmas time wow how so, condescending is that like i know it's like hurry up and get your shit done or a giant cat is gonna eat you <laughs> damn it <laughs> but yeah the people who did do their work and they worked hard they would get gifts of new clothing clothing and then oh. the ones who didn't they would be eaten i guess they would <laughs> be fucked there's no little ground there (laughs) they would either be eaten or the yule cat would eat all their all their food that they had ready for their christmas feast so either lose your life or lose your christmas dinner i suppose oh i think i'd rather die yeah (laughs) (laughs) you can kill me but don't you dare take my mashed potatoes Damn it. <laughs> Joey doesn't show food. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, uh, I feel like there's not many cat legends that I know of. So I thought this one was interesting. Yeah. There's a lot more like, this dog's going to come and eat you if you don't do certain things. <laughs> right. But there's not too many, um, there's just not too many legends of cats that I hear about. I just don't feel like cats care enough to punish you. Well, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> that way. Right. There's no... Yeah, there's just... Maybe people look at cats and they're they're thinking, oh, well, that's not very threatening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a cat. The worst that they can do is be a black cat and give you bad luck, so... Well, and in, in a lot of different cultures, black cats are good luck. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. But, I mean, big, big cats. Do, does Iceland have, like, a... Any big cats? Yeah, like a species of big uh, cat. I don't uh, think they do. Not that I know of. I I bet I bet the story... I mean, because it goes back... I think it kind of goes back to that giant. And they have a lot of stories about giants. That's true. So, I mean... They're probably thinking, oh, well, there's giants, so here's a giant cat for a giant. (laughs) Yes, of course a giant would have a giant cat. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But that's my kitty. Oh, good large cat that eats your Christmas meal, are you? Yeah. I I mean, if I had a big cat come to my house trying to eat me, I'd probably just want to try to make it my friend. Yeah. I would, I, I would say, oh, you might want to eat my Christmas dinner, but have you tried some friskies? <laughs> <laughs> some flake tuna? <laughs> and it, it would probably be like, oh, <laughs> you're my friend. <laughs> I would be excited to see a giant cat for about five seconds before I realized that cats can be jerks. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully the Yule Cat is one of those. Oh, it'd be so cute if it was one of those big, fat, lazy cats. And it wasn't, it was, (laughs) I mean, it might try to eat you, but it's not gonna pursue you for very long. (laughs) Because it's just a bit too chunky, and it's just too tired. He's just a chunky boy. Yeah, (laughs) chunky boy. Well, depending on how many humans and Christmas dinners he gave, he would be a chunky boy. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> and I mean, it, here in the U.S., we don't really give people clothing before Christmas. Not usually. So, so well, it would have to do with the pajama thing. That's true. But, or, or would it count? I guess it would have to count as a gift because, I mean, I'll get Zach and I some clothing, yeah. <laughs> some weathered <laughs> weather clothing yeah. appropriately but yeah i don't know uh, i just think it's really condescending for your boss to be like yup you all grown ass <laughs> adults better finish up your work or else this big cat's gonna come eat you i'd be like sir i'm 35 years old and have 12 children you do not need to threaten me with a large cat <laughs> <laughs> i know when i read the story or where it originated from i was like that sounds so sad and mean <laughs> Well, like, I guess that's the that's the general, you know, mo be- behind many uh, lords and their menial workers. Yes, their labor. Yeah, like, they're thinking, <laughs> I'm gonna come up with this bullshit story. Maybe that will make them work faster. Yeah, I uh, I take it that I I don't know how many I don't know how, like, 
how many people that worked on. I mean, I guess back in the day when you were somewhat poor, <laughs> you probably would want to get your shit done just so that your boss would give you clothing. Yeah, you couldn't afford to buy it yourself. The pre because you're working days. for an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> or you're working below the living wage of the time. There's no living wage. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you live when I say you can. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. What was your uh, next tradition? Well, I was gonna talk about like Christmas witches, which was supposedly like a Norwegian thing. However, when I started digging into it, I couldn't find any actually substantial proof that that was a real belief (laughs) really in fact some of the boards i looked on were like with norwegian people responding were saying uh i don't have never heard about that and at one point someone was like (laughs) well norwegians are actually uh like we're we're kind of known for making up bullshit stuff that make journalists and and oracle writers (laughs) look bad so it's thought that christmas witches is just a made-up thing um, it, it is quite possibly made up. Um, so I, I mean, I'm okay with, with general ignorance and spreading misinformation. Like if I don't really, <laughs> if, it, if it seems like a lot of people believe it, I'm okay saying it. But if it doesn't seem like a lot of people believe it and it's hard for me to find an origin, I don't want to like willfully spread right. misinformation. So I picked instead the uh, Swedish tradition of the, well, I can't pronounce it. So it's the Swedish <laughs> Wait, is this more Ikea? <laughs> more yeah. Ikea titles? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Gabblebakken! <Yeah. laughs> That's not how you pronounce that. <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, the the Swedish Yule Goat mm-hmm. um, is it, derived from uh, possibly a German pagan tradition that has been adapted in Scandinavian history. They're usually goats made of straw and they're put in the tree sometimes. Um, and often oh, Father Christmas know. is depicted riding a goat. Oh. Um, but at some point around 1966, an advertising consultant named Stig Gavlin, which is not how you pronounce that last name, I'm pretty sure, yeah. came up with the idea of making just a giant version of the traditional Swedish Yule Goat and putting it in the square. Oh. And it sits in the uh, the castle square in Gavles. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce it. <laughs> Butchering everything. Gavles, <laughs> That's Sweden. what we do. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically just this giant goat that's erected with a wood frame and then decorated with straw and other things. Just put in this castle square. And basically since its inception, it's been a t- tradition to try to burn it down or destroy it. Uh, well, damn. Yeah. Uh, it's... Sounds pretty intense. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not legal to burn it down. (laughs) Oh, so this is an illegal act? No, it is not a legal act. In fact, one year, a, I think it was a guy from Connecticut got caught trying to burn it down and was arrested. (laughs) He was drunk and he, like, was very confused because... He apparently believed that it was just something that they do because it happens almost every year that either it is destroyed or burned down. So why? I oh, that's really interesting. Why? Why haven't they just made a part of the tradition? That's my question. Okay, so it started in 1966, and there's only been a handful of times it survived. Usually because like there's been enough volunteers watching it, or. Like, <laughs> Like it's, to it's guard this thing. Yes, it's basically like down the road from a fire station because s- firefighters sometimes would erect it, so it's close to there. But like, if they catch it in time, they save it. But um, but yeah, like some of the ways that it was destroyed, most of the time by fire. Um, sometimes <laughs> by kicking it to pieces. Um, um, one year it was hit by a car. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. One year, it was thrown into the river. <laughs> oh my gosh. So wait, how big is this thing? It's, like, it's pretty damn big. It is. How was like, it thrown into the river? I don't know. Lots of people. I don't know. Lots of people got together. <laughs> yeah, I guess the um, the first goat was uh, 43 feet tall and 23 feet long. And I guess it weighed three ton. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Yeah. It's that, it's that wooden base, I take it. Which, yeah. a lot of times, it's burned down, but the 
like the basic structure will survive. But I thought there was a couple instances where it was it was pretty funny, like how it either survived or was destroyed. After 2001, they have really they really made an attempt to write down like how it was how burned. it dies. Yeah, <laughs> every. Every year, they have to issue a death certificate <laughs> to the goat. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And I guess one year, like, they decided not to put the flame... Like, they usually put a flame repellent on it, but, um... Okay. Yeah, but, like, one year they didn't, because they said it made it look ugly. <laughs> that one was definitely <laughs> destroyed. And part of it was, like, they have cameras on it, usually. Like, you can watch this goat. Like, you can look it up online and watch a live feed of the goat to kind of see when it's... <laughs> Okay, so you know you know how we can combat this vandalism? We can make a ceremony where we destroy the goat itself. I know. I don't, I don't know, know why, why they don't just remove that incentive. Yeah, why do they... Why do they... Okay, for one, I kind of want to know what created the incentive to begin with. And then to deter the incentive, why not just have a tradition of, like, a public goat burning? Yeah. <laughs> Because... That would take the. I mean, it's no fun when it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like. That's what this uh, whole thing feels like. Is that it's people would lose interest in it if they knew it was going to be destroyed yeah. anyway. Because the the one the time that it, that um it was burned down because in two thousand nine w- one of the ways it was burned down was I guess it's to the point where people like ha- did a DOS attack on the webcams. To, oh to, like, cover up who's trying to burn it down. Oh my gosh. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> I know. In 2005, uh, it was burnt by unknown vandals reportedly dressed as Santa and the gingerbread man who were shooting flaming arrows at the goat. Well, damn. <laughs> that That's pretty intense. The hunt why, for do the... You think this, why do you think this vandalism thing started? I, I don't know. I wonder if it just it happened enough times in, at the beginning that people were like... Now it's fun. Let's just keep doing it just to keep the tradition going. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you set up a big thing made of straw, I feel like that's kind of inviting drunk people to destroy it. This is a little off topic, but still, <laughs> still in the train of thought, you know, the butter cow at the state fair. Yes. Do you think that if the butter cow was not encased in some sort of, well, I know it would like get nasty. No, it's butter. It would just say butter. <laughs> if, if, okay, if the butter cow was not encased in a glass display, do you think people would try to destroy the butter cow? Oh, oh yes, I think so. Do you think people would take pieces of the butter? I definitely think so. <laughs> so do you think that there is something in human nature that appreciate the creation of something, but also has an urge to destroy it? Yeah, I think it's in the same vein of when you see something really cute and you just, like, want to squeeze <laughs> the life out of it. <laughs> you admire it so much yeah. that you want to bring it down. Like, it's so cute, you almost feel rage. <laughs> I, think rage. I think it's an actual thing. Yeah, like, I I've heard that it's a thing. Yeah. But because it's such an intense feeling. Yes. That it just spills over and becomes rage. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something like that. I mean, I think some people are just dicks and are gonna do that kind of stuff but yeah, I, I also like yeah there's people who are like that but then i don't know oh one of the funniest ones that i found was in 2015 apparently they caught a 26 year old man that was fleeing the scene with a singed face smelling of gasoline and holding a lighter in his hand <laughs> and i guess under questioning he admitted that he burned it down and added that he was drunk at the time and in retrospect it was an extremely bad idea <laughs> This whole thing sounds dangerous, too. (laughs) Not only is it dangerous in a public sense that, you know, someone could burn down this goat, but also catch other shit on fire, but people could get hurt. (laughs) The people who are trying to vandalize it could get hurt. Yeah, I kind of feel like, although I feel like if they just said, hey, go ahead, vandalize it, knock it down. Once it was destroyed within two days, I kind of feel like people would get bored of doing that and they would just leave it alone. Yeah, I feel like once people got permission to destroy it, or like we said, like a public destroying, it wouldn't be as interesting. Yeah, like right now, this year they have fencing and cameras and guards and um, I guess taxis have been increased to kind of watch out over it. 
Hmm. Yeah, taxis sit there and watch the goat. <laughs> the tax taxis will wait. Do taxis get paid to watch the goat? I don't know if they get paid. Prob probably, but well, I mean, it's it's a tourist area, so I think they make money taking people there. <laughs> but I guess they kind money. of volunteer to keep an eye out as well. That's kind of them. I don't know if I was a taxi, I would not give two shits if that goat burned out. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe someday they'll figure out a solution for the goat. Maybe. I think it's funny that it was thrown into a river at one point and hit by a car. <laughs> How many ways can we kill this goat? I think that's part of the fun. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, that could be a, a really cool event every year. I know. You know, one year be be telling people, oh, we're going to burn it down this year. But then the next year, people would be like, oh, how are we going to destroy it this time? And then they can say, this year we're throwing it to the river. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you could have different themes for every year. And yeah. I think that would help alleviate some of the sadness that people would have about not what it, not wanting to destroy it themselves anymore. Yeah. It would um it would be a good transition. I I agree. I also would give you some control over the crowd, but those those are my <laughs> two things. They're not particularly creepy. They're they're kind of weird. Slash they're funny. Strange. Yes. I wish we had something like that. We don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should lobby for our towns to do a large goat in the city center. Yeah, I would approve of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I wish that, um, I wish that we had more tr weird traditions like that. More weird public traditions, I guess. Because yeah. we don't really have anything to bring people together besides going to church on Christmas or something. That's about and, it. And if you're not religious, then you're definitely not going to do that. Yeah, that and consumerism. <laughs> yes, that and consumerism are um, two biggest things. I think, though, that, you know, America is, is a nation of immigrants, so it kind of depends on your family. That's true. I but mean, we definitely, we definitely didn't, although my mom tried to implement the pickle, the Christmas tree pickle, and she did that way too late, so. <laughs> yes, the Christmas tree pickle, for those who don't know... Do um well do do sh it was a real pickle at one point right but now it's I, an ornament I don't know it's a German tradition they made it into an ornament and you stick a pickle in the tree and basically um children are supposed to look for it and the first child that finds it gets a special present and if you want to get your own Christmas pickle you can get them at the Dollar Tree because <laughs> I bought one there the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're popular now, but I feel like Dollar Tree. <laughs> I'm like, but our background like promoting is... Dollar Tree this, <laughs> yeah. this episode. Yeah, get my... all your Christmas needs. Sponsored by the Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my mama, she I don't know, she got that stupid pickle and uh we were like Amy was already out of the house and I was a teenager, so we were kinda like, <laughs> You're like you know, I'm the only child here. <laughs> well, as a teen, like I was at least eighteen, so I was like, I don't really care about the pickle. Like, I know you're gonna give me a present, and I don't think you have a special one for the pickle. So I'm gonna ignore the yeah, fact. Yeah, a that special present for just for the pickle. Our background is also not German at all, so yeah. I didn't so feel what any are we doing? Special connection to this <laughs> tradition. <laughs> to this tradition. So uh, I don't was, know, but it was kind of her to try to implement that. Yeah, she should do it with the with like with my niece and nephew. They would probably enjoy it. Yeah, I think they would like it because when you're a kid, you can be like, "Oh, I'm gonna be the first one to get a present." Yeah, well, they like it until one of them didn't get the special present, and then it would be a problem. Well, that's when you put. Okay, so <laughs> here's my way around that. And people might not agree with this because I know that we can't all be winners, <laughs> but we could have a Christmas pickle and maybe something like a Christmas carrot or a Christmas turnip or a Christmas something. Another vegetable. The, another vegetable <laughs> in, in the form of an ornament. And then so, I don't know, you could say whoever finds the pickle will get a, a special gift and whoever finds the <laughs> whoever finds the carrot will get a special gift. But they're all special gifts, so I <laughs> Yeah, well, and then, you know, there's also going to be that greedy kid that's like, I found both. <laughs> Finds them both. Yeah. yeah. Shit. <laughs> this isn't going to work. 
you know yeah, what? I mean, it. Don't implement this. <laughs> as, as a child, I definitely knew what was up. I mean, when we moved and had to get new stockings, I picked the biggest stocking I could find. So I would have been yeah. that asshole kid that would have found both of them and been like, where's my presents? Yeah, I found them both. So pay up. But th- those are my those are my traditions. I am, I am done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoyed both of those. So, so for our final grand finale... <laughs> We have, featuring here on Hey Demons, It's Your Girls, the story of Krampus. Yay, Krampus! Yeah, which I'm very happy has made a revival in the recent years, the interest of Krampus. Because he's very, um, well, he's interesting. (laughs) He's definitely interesting. If you don't know Krampus yet, he is a half goat and a half demon creature. Usually he's uh depicted having black fur and cloven hooves and he has chains on him (laughs) and he carries a basket on his back and he is said to carry bundles of birch branches and that equipment is used (laughs) to to wrangle naughty children into his basket so that he can take them and either eat them later, or drown them, or just carry them to hell. <laughs> Whichever wow. is a suitable punishment for them. Merry Christmas, children. Merry Christmas. Get in my basket. Going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the story of Krampus is thought to very much have some pre-Christian origins. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, and I don't know if his appearance ever changed that much, but uh, after Christianity, obviously from just the description, you can imagine him as basically the devil. The devil during Christmas time is who <laughs> Krampus is. Um, he's basically Santa's counterpart. So it's thought that while Santa will reward the good children, Krampus is going to severely punish the bad children. <laughs> Which, honestly, sometimes I think that's more of an appropriate scare than just Santa's going to give you some coal. Because, yeah. I mean, there's Although plenty of kids. it's a overkill. Like, maybe, but maybe it's... some children need that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> maybe some children should be threatened with hell. <laughs> Isn't that what Christianity does anyway? <laughs> okay, I think... Well, even that, I think, would only work on certain children. Yeah. I think it would have to be kids who grow up in a household that believes that and are severely worried about that. Because I can imagine nowadays children being threatened by being taken to hell and they'd be like, whatever. (laughs) Well, isn't it like a sliding scale of naughtiness is like the lower end of like, I don't know, you stole the extra piece of candy, you get slapped with this birch branch, and then the high end of like, you did something heinous and like burned down your house, like that's when you go to hell? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what is a hell worthy uh, deed for a child. (laughs) It's... (laughs) It's hard for me to say what would uh what would it take. Yeah, how subjective is that? Do you think maybe children not listening to their parents would be a hellworthy deed? Oh, probably. I mean, because I that's mean, usually the complaint. I, <laughs> I mean, if your mom comes in and, and she sees your room and it's a fucking mess and she's like, "Hey, can you please clean your room for me, please?" <laughs> and the kids like whatever mom i'm just gonna play my video games because that's what i would do (laughs) i mean i wouldn't tell my mom that but i would be thinking okay i'll get to it later but you know when your parents have to continuously keep telling you to do something i think that's when krampus hears their hears their lamenting and he's sitting there in hell And he's writing this shit down, and he's like, little Timmy isn't doing what mom and dad say, so I guess I have to open up a spare room here. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) Not cleaning your room is a hellable offense? I don't know. I'm sure for some parents it is. (laughs) I don't know what would be a hellable offense. It can't, okay, it can't be, okay, in my mind, since this is Christmas, (laughs) 
it can't be something like oh little timmy burned down the house or murdered his friends it would have to be something less severe <laughs> less severe because it's christmas i just because feel like christmas. little timmy murdered his friends is the only hellable offense <laughs> okay after christmas <laughs> it is but on christmas the ship is run very tight <laughs> okay. before before and after christmas okay before leading up okay in the month of december you have to be on your best behavior absolutely after that you can murder your friends after that murdering your friends becomes a horrible offense after that <laughs> not cleaning your room is considered not so bad but before <laughs> but before that you really got to prove that you're a pretty good kid <laughs> Good lord. I'm just saying, these aren't my rules. This sounds like and Krampus' rules. I also need to mention, because I read this and I thought it was funny. So, you know how Santa gets cookies and milk for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, apparently, uh, it's tradition to offer Krampus schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, while Santa is drinking down... Uh, milk and cookies, Krampus is over here getting wasted, I guess, (laughs) on some schnapps. Party with Krampus! Yes, a party with Krampus. But yeah, uh, that's that's Krampus for you. That kind of concerns me, though, if he's making decisions and he's, like, drunk. Hmm. He doesn't fly fly a sleigh or anything, he just shows up, right? With his basket? Yeah, he just shows up. As far as I know, he just shows up. No, he's not driving. Maybe Santa drives him. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Santa's the designated driver. <laughs> you just drop so, it off to take kids to hell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so while Santa... So here's my image of it. So Santa and Krampus are driving in the same sleigh. <laughs> and Santa pulls up to a neighborhood and he looks at Krampus and he says, Okay, here we are. I'm going to go... I'm going to go treat all the good kids and you take care of all the naughty kids. Okay. And then they agree. And then, (laughs) and then, so they do their thing and then they meet back and Santa's sleigh is all empty of the gifts. And to replace that, Krampus puts all the kids. (laughs) 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 It's a win-win. I just imagine Krampus to be like Rick from Rick and Morty. (laughs) He's like totally trashed the whole time. And he's like dumping children into Santa's sleigh. (laughs) Yes. That would be that would be perfect. And then Santa's over here like, I don't know about this, Krampus. <laughs> and Krampus is like, shut up and let me drive for a second. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's, you know, a pretty good representation of them. Oh, I like that. That's fun. Yeah. It's pretty I, Well, I you know, episode forming in my mind right now. <laughs> Also, I just find it funny that Santa's okay with this. <laughs> I mean, you like, yep, the little fuckers deserved it. <laughs> they don't get they the Tonka truck this year. They're going to hell. <laughs> He's like, they should have listened <laughs> to their parents and they should have known that your, <laughs> your crimes this, this season are going to be calculated in a different way <laughs> than what it is <laughs> the next season. If they just waited two more weeks to not pick up those. Those freaking play blocks would have been all right. <laughs> if they would have taken care of their dirty dishes, <laughs> they wouldn't be having a trip to hell right now. <laughs> Do they come back from hell? I feel like they should. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how would that, that work? That doesn't seem very fair for the parents that are threatening them. Although, I don't know. I guess if this is I the point like where like, my kid not... can just go to hell, he'd be like, meh, whatever. When you come back. I feel like parents who threaten hell and telling their kids they'll never return. Okay. I'm just going to say, I don't think that's good parenting. <laughs> I, I'm not promoting the idea that you should tell your kids they're going to go to hell and never come back. I I heard one couple say that they tell their kids that Krampus will take them away and make them eat vegetables, which that that's nice. Yeah, although, that's I don't nice know, way. I feel like you shouldn't scare your children with vegetables either, but that's, that's, that's way true. better than, like, you're going to go burn in hell for eternity. <laughs> you're never coming home. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, that that would be pretty scary for your parent to say, um, this demon is going to come take you away from me forever if you yeah. don't do what you're fucking supposed to. <laughs> really? I'd be like, Mom, why? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, back 
back in the day, maybe that was the way you had to do it. That's the way you had to put it to them. You wanted absolute obedience. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine uh, ye old parents saying things like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to obey us because we're not fucking around. Although, to be honest, it's also something my dad would probably have told me as a child if he had thought about it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I could see him, like, saying it but i think he, he would have thought that was hilarious yeah. and it would have scarred laughed. me for life <laughs> you'd be like hee hee <laughs> but um yeah good old krampus i i feel like someday when i have kids i'll tell them about krampus i don't know what my story would be though because i think my story would have to be something like krampus is gonna come and take away all your video games your holograms <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> your holograms. Krampus is, uh, he's not going to take you away. He's going to take everything you love away. Damn, that's, <laughs> that's even what? worse. What, really? If, I, I feel like that would be worse. If oh. if you would tell your kids, oh, what if you told your kids that Krampus was going to take you, your parents away, or everyone you loved away? <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's almost more, yeah, that is almost more traumatic. I think that's more scary. Unless they hated you, and then they'd be like, good. <laughs> Yeah, if they hated you, they would think good. But um, you could so totally pull that off. You could hide <laughs> on Christmas Day. <laughs> you could just hide and let your kids wake up on their own, and they're wandering around and they don't know where you are. Oh my god! <laughs> that I for me, okay. When I was a kid, when I didn't know where my mom was, I was I was mortified. I if if I didn't know where she was, I would just sit there and just wait for her to come back because I was so scared. <laughs> So if that happened, if if I was told that Krampus would come take my parents away, I would I would totally do whatever they said. That was that's just me though. I feel like we're giving weird parenting advice in this episode. <laughs> there is beating a blanketed log for poop treats and hide from your children and tell them that the demon took you away because they were naughty. <laughs> If if anyone wants to implement any of these, please don't blame us. But we're just we're just talking about ideas. We're not liable for your poor parenting choices. Yeah, we're not liable for that. Although you the poop log to... seems okay. I mean, like the poop log is pretty innocuous. Harmless. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing gonna happen with the poop log. But if you but decide you... to tell your children that a demon is taking you away, then <laughs> we can't be blamed for that. So. Uh, so what have we learned today? We've learned that poop log, poop log is fun. <laughs> uh, vandalism is fun. <laughs> uh, threatening your workers, uh, for not getting their shit done is not really fun, but it's, it's I guess something, it I guess. <laughs> it's kind of sick and twisted. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, Krampus. I think he's fun and sick and twisted. You could definitely traumatize someone. Yes. With the examples that we just gave you. Yeah. Just, just add them all together. Just do it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do all these traditions in one year? Yeah. One se- Tell your children they have to beat the poop log. <laughs> set a straw goat on fire. <laughs> A cat will come if they don't wear their new pants. And also, if they don't wear their new pants, they're going against what you said. So Krampus is going to come and take them to hell. Yeah, you could tell your kids, if you don't put on your new pants that I got you this season, when we go to grandma's house, I'm going to be, there's going to be a cat coming after you. Either the cat or Krampus, whichever one gets you first. Yeah, (laughs) the cat and Krampus are competing with each other. They're going from house to house. Maybe the cat, maybe the Yule cat can also ride in the sleigh with them. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Santa. <laughs> Santa, he's, he's the one who has to drive them all everywhere. He's the only one with a sleigh license, I guess. Yes, And um, who's and sober vehicle. enough to do it. <laughs> well, I, I, think that, I think this episode has been uh, full of laughter and cheer yes. <laughs> for the season. Yes. I think that's what's up nice for next week when we will be just telling ghost stories. Whatever ghost stories we want, we'll be telling them. Yeah, because uh, what what's it? It's Christmas tradition to tell ghost stories. Yeah. But it's a tradition that's kind of been forgotten. Yeah, and it needs to be brought back. It will be the 23rd, so you could theoretically listen to it on Christmas Eve, which is when you should be telling ghost stories. That sounds like good times. Yeah. 
So if you have any ghost stories, feel free to send them our way. Yeah, and we will uh, regale your tales. We will we will read them at, with as much drama as possible. <laughs> with much drama and humor as we can. Yeah, per usual. Know. Feel feel free to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and we are on Spotify. And also, you can now find us on iTunes. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I know. It's really cool. So feel free to leave us a review on any of those <laughs> platforms, actually. We love you. <laughs> Remember that we love you. <laughs> <laughs> While you're leaving a review. <laughs> oh, man. I could probably see some of the reviews. Be like, these women are weird. <laughs> and they, they like have body mouths. <laughs> this is not a family-friendly podcast. But you know what? I'm good with that. I, I'm okay with not being family-friendly. That's fine. <laughs> Rated M for mature. <laughs> well, good luck to everyone on their Christmas shopping. If you do yeah. that kind of thing, or unless you beat a poop log for your presents, make sure to go to the post office soon. Get all your shit sent out. Last day for standard delivery is December 20th. You're welcome. You heard it here, you guys. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> get that done. Get your presents wrapped and get ready to have a good time. So, everyone, have a great rest of their week. And uh, as usual, stay spooky. And stay safe. Stay spooky and stay safe. Bye. See ya.